Hey, it's Andrew Morgan, host of the NOMCAST, the Netflix original movie podcast. Each week we preview and review the biggest Netflix original movies with special guests from the film industry, the music industry, comedians, and of course our fellow critics and podcasters. The NOMCAST is available on nomcastpod.com or wherever you get your podcasts, on the socials at nomcastpod, and is a part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. And welcome to another exciting episode of Crack One Open. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have used the modifier "exciting" because what? that's that's up for them to decide. That's not us. That's not on us to decide whether or not an episode's exciting or not. Mm. That's not my decision. That decision isn't made here at the recording area. That decision is theirs and God's, the beer gods. And he wants to know, or she. Wants to know what we're Thank drinking. You. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very roundabout way to get to that question. <laughs> so this week, we are cracking open Hop Horizon, an IPA from Trogues Independent Brewing, which is located in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And now I want chocolate. Ha! You always want chocolate. I always want chocolate. Trogues was founded in 1996 by brothers John and Chris Trogner. Previous to 1996, Chris was living in Boulder, Colorado, which is where, as he puts it, the, quote, craft brewery renaissance was really starting. So I assume that living there was part of his inspiration to get into the business. But Chris moved back home to Pennsylvania so he could work with his brother to open a brewery, and they decided to name it Trogues because it's a combination of a nickname derived from their last name, which is Trogner. And the Dutch word Krogh, which means pub. Trogues. Trogues. In the beginning, it was truly a family affair. They brought in all their family and friends for a few extra hands to help bottle and keg or basically like whatever else needed to be done around the brewery. But as demand grew, they were able to add a lot of new people to the team who didn't necessarily share a last name. And... A fun thing that I learned from their website that you wouldn't necessarily know unless you're actually from the area is that the brewery has what they call a scratch series. It changes every week on Thursday, and it sounds like it's basically an experimental brew that they'll kind of pay special attention to its feedback from uh, the, the tasting room so that they can learn how to build on it from there or scratch it. Like the Two Roads Pilot series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's basically like research and development in real time. I always like that. Yeah. Because it's always fun to see the ones that make it and then get into the uh, actual brewery. Yeah, and then like end up being canned. Like in two roads, take like kitchen sink, everything Mm -hmm. with the kitchen sink. Yep. Was one of those, which I liked. But it's cool to see them actually become, go from like a a number to a name to an actual thing. To something you can pick up in the the liquor liquor store. store. Yeah. Yeah. So Trogues also has a splinter series of beers that are barrel aged and produced on a very limited basis. They have three fooders to play around with as well. 
it still kind of boggles my mind that Trogues has such a relatively small distribution, um, only about 10 states up and down the Northeast because they just want to make sure that everything is as fresh as possible, which hmm. is totally understandable. But for some reason, I really thought they were more widespread. Yeah. But I guess I can I can appreciate wanting to serve a, a smaller community as as fully as possible. So Hop Horizon is new to their lineup this spring. And Trogue says, quote, ever smelled a hop field in full bloom? No. <laughs> <laughs> hop Horizon is your shortcut to where the sky meets the vines. A blend of pale malts, wheat and oats lays down a base of gentle grain. Then a combination of citra, mosaic, and sabro unleashes juicy waves of sweet citrus and bubblegum with a punch of tropical fruit. Punch. Punch. I don't know about this bubblegum that you listed. That's always a that's always an off flavor for me for beer. <laughs> we'll see. It's also sabro, which we know we like. I do like sabro. Hop Horizon's availability will depend on the hop cycle. It clocks in at 6.5% ABV and pours a deep gold color. Hop Horizon was made with Pilsner, Munich, Pale, Oats, and Wheat Malts, and with Citra, Mosaic, and Sabro Hops, and London 3 Yeast. So let's get to the hops. Citra Hops, a.k.a. 114, were first bred back in 1990, and Citra's lineage includes U.S. Tentnanger, Hallertauer Mieselfra, Brewer's Gold, East Kent Golding, and an unknown variety of American wild hop. Unknown. <laughs> Citra hops have an ideal mix of high alpha acids and low cohumulone, which makes it good for bittering, but it's an excellent as a, an aroma or flavor addition at any stage from pre to post boil. This is in large part due to their high myrcene content, which is one of the major hop oils, and it's heavily associated with citrus, but can also be found in lemongrass, mango, verbena, and grapefruit. Citra can also lend delicate and desired aromatics, including gooseberry, lychee, mango, melon, grapefruit, orange rind, and passion fruit. Next up are mosaic hops a.k.a. Citra on steroids. Whoa. <laughs> They're the daughter of Simcoe and Nugget. And Mosaic was released in 2012 and can be used for bittering, flavor, and aroma. It has high alpha acids, but low cohumulone. Cohumulone! <laughs> making them pleasantly hoppy with flavors of mango, pine, citrus, and herbs, which gives them aromas of tropical and stone fruits. And lastly, one of our low-key favorites, but rarely talked about on this podcast, Sabro Hops. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they're also known as HBC 438, and Sabro was developed by the Hops Breeding Company and released in 2018. Sabro is a very unique hop that imparts a strong and complex fruit flavor, including distinct tangerine, coconut, tropical, and stone fruit. But there's also a pronounced cream character and secondary flavors of vanilla, cedar, and mint. Mm. Sabro can be used in wheat ales, golden ales, American-style lagers, pale ales, India pale ales, India pale lagers, session IPAs, New England IPAs, and imperial IPAs. That's a lot of IPAs. It's a lot of IPAs. <laughs> and finally... 
My favorite part about covering a Trogues beer. The food pairings. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Complimentary foods include mango, pink peppercorn, grilled pork chop. Wait, what? What's a pink peppercorn? It's a pepper. It's a it's a rarely well not rarely it's a not usually used by us a pepper <laughs> we, generally we use black peppercorn white peppercorn is less abundant I guess okay but more I believe it's more widely used than pink peppercorn pink peppercorn is like the oddball out and I don't know in which situations it's appropriate to use. Do you ever feel like your brain is the egg and the, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. <laughs> this is what my brain feels like learning about the different peppercorns. I know. White, I didn't even yeah. know. <laughs> there were different peppercorns. <laughs> anyway, grilled pork chop, mm-hmm. lavender, mm-hmm. honey, fresh citrus, and whitefish ceviche. Okay. Yep. 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 Contrasting foods include a hamburger with sharp cheddar, smoked brisket, apple, flaky sea salt, jalapeno, gouda, and arugula. That sounds gouda. Damn it. And finally, adverse. Uh, So obviously don't pair this beer with these foods. Catfish, Stilton, Brussels sprouts. What's Stilton? I think it's a fish. Okay. Uh, Brussels sprouts and kale. Don't pair anything with kale. Don't pair anything (laughs) with kale. (laughs) And that's what I got. Woo! Does that mean uh, it's a certain time? Yeah, it is. What time is it? It's beer time. Woohoo! I know they couldn't see Leia pump her fist, but... But she totally did. Woohoo! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> pump and pause for beers you can't have mm. sorry till we get you pup brew if they even still make it <laughs> Boop. these are interesting looking bottles they're very like sleek yeah they just kind of go shoop into the neck shoop. Shoop is a description by the way meaning uh, slender <laughs> and very and they've got that engraving True. that we like but we'll save that for later now <laughs> it's time to crack it open oh the bottle cap is white too which i like it's a nice like contrast that you mm-hmm. don't usually see all right as i said in the oh, last drugs episode are you still working I suck on it at this yes there you we do. go you wrecked your cap <laughs> yep always do as i said in the last episode that was drugs Trogues almost never steers me wrong. In fact, yes. I don't think there has been a trogue that's steered me wrong before. Nope. Which is why I'm not worried about that bubblegum descriptor. Yeah. Unless they've made a Saison I don't like. But I probably didn't try it. <laughs> this is a nice amber, deep gold color. It is indeed. Very like when it's, someone says gold sometimes, I'm like, mm, you're really stretching the gold yeah, description. This isn't this isn't like a straw yellow. No, this, this is, is actually gold. This is gold. That's cool. Maybe it's got a, like a perfect little head. Maybe a brass, but yeah, this is <laughs> definitely. Oh, very happy. Super happy. But I can also get the sweetness after it. I can almost get the bubble gumminess out of the smell too, I think. We'll see. Let's dive in. 
I'm jealous. The dog has chosen your lap now for this recording. <laughs> always your lap. Never I, my I lap. I always have. Although she was on the my lap, lap while you were describing things. That's true. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Wow. That's kind of all over the place. Tastes like food. <laughs> I don't know what I just tasted. I'm tasting so much. It's bitter. Like dry on the tongue bitter. But then creamy as well. It is. It is. Yeah. That creaminess at the end is definitely a good description. There is a creaminess at the end. And it's not super bitter for being a Horizon IPA. Hop Horizon. I I'm, feel like it's very bitter, but in a in the dry sense, not in a. I don't know. Maybe I'm using the wrong word. Maybe. I'm not getting a bitter like I'm like, like puckering up. No. I'm getting a lot of. And I might be wrong. Rye almost like it's like. See, I'm just getting like super earthy. It's very vegetal. Yes. Very vegetal. Very yeah. outside springtime. Mm -hmm. That's what it tastes like. So I guess they're right that this is where the sky meets the vines. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I don't know what a field of hops smells like. But I guess this but is what this it smells is it, like. Yeah. yeah, it just smells like earthiness and plants in not a bad way, but a good no. way. It's not in a very super, interesting way. It's not super hoppy in a way you would think something was super hoppy. We're like, ooh, that's this and there's that. Yeah, and that could be the Sabra hops kind of like being mixed, toning in with it down, everything. Yeah, yeah, toning everything absolutely. Down. I think you're right. I can kind of pick out the bubblegum notes in a way that the bubblegum would really cancel out some of that bitter hoppiness. Mm -hmm. uh, some of that kind of like the higher notes. Like if I think of lemon as like a higher note, the yeah. bubblegum would be like a low note yeah. kind of canceling it out. So you, it's safe to say that you don't have, have the same feelings as you would toward a, the bubblegum in a Saison? No, because we're in that you can taste the bubblegum. It's there to be experience this mm -hmm. bubblegum kind of feel, flavor is probably here to tone down those higher note um citrus things mm -hmm. and bring it down to this more vegetal interesting whatever it is this is i do get the coconut too from the sabro hops do you mm -hmm. maybe because i'm searching for it oh i don't know if i get that i've been painting all day though so no, my nose might not be like exactly <laughs> where it should be by the way, I'm painting our bar area right now, which mm -hmm. is going to look dope. And you might actually see it in uh, Instagram Upcoming photos. Instagram photos and maybe and even videos. some YouTube videos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or Instagram videos. I mean, is, is it me or does it not really have much of a smell? It doesn't. It's almost like I'm getting sensations more than I'm getting taste. Yeah, it's that it doesn't really have a strong taste. I'm exactly the same way. Like as soon as you swallow, it's out of your mouth. It's gone. 
Which makes it a great food beer. Mm-hmm. Which is probably why it paired with such a scope. Wide variety. Yeah. Except for catfish. Do not eat this with catfish. Or Stilton. Ain't nobody eating this with Stilton. <laughs> or kale. Ain't no one eating this kale. <laughs> ain't no one Anyone eating, eating kale. kale ain't drinking beer. That's a fact. <laughs> at least not at the same time. Mm. Unless they're eating their decoration on the side of a plate, which I haven't seen kale as a plate decoration in a long, long time. That's true. That's all it's good for. I feel like that time is just passed. Eat, just eat vegetables. You I, don't You don't need to torture yourself. I'll, I will say kale and shakes is okay. Mm. But if you're just straight up eating kale, you're just chewing the weirdest, roughest lettuce leaf you have ever Ugh. chewed in your life. Ruin salads. Ruins. <laughs> and this is coming from someone who eats a salad literally every day for lunch. It's true. She's probably half plant. <laughs> She's the living embodiment of poison ivy from Batman. <laughs> I don't hate that. <laughs> <laughs> This is a really, this is not at all what I expected this beer to be. No. I mean, it's not not. bad though. It's really good. It's a very interesting take on A, what I thought it was going to be, and just in general in IPA. Let's make a hoppy beer. Okay. And this is not what you'd think a hoppy beer would be. Mm -mm. It is almost not bitter at all. Or if it is bitter, it's just. A brief instance of bitterness. Yeah. It's almost like you get the sensation of bitter on your tongue and that's it. It's bitter for as long as like the bubbles are bubbly. Yep. So, I mean, if you don't like beer at all and you can't stand even the mention of beer, you're not going to like this. But if you're someone delving into beer, this is definitely a good start. Yeah. A very interesting. Especially if you're not really into into IPAs yet. That's true. This would be a good starter IPA. Just because it's not like super bitter. Mm-hmm. It's very approachable as an IPA. It is. This is like a good party beer. Yeah, totally. Because you can have a bunch of them. They're very nondescript. So you can have your chips. You can have your Cheetos. You can have your Doritos. You yep. can have barbecue. You can do your burger. Yeah. Everything, everything while you're outside, like outside. Like I know we're. Still in wintertime right now. This was a specifically a spring release, though. Oh, right. I'm well, you got to release a little early to give the That's time true. to get on shelves and yeah. stuff. Um, but like I know it's wintertime now, but exactly, this is a spring release. This is like we're starting to have outside parties and picnics mm-hmm. and stuff like that now. This is definitely a hey, we're coming back outside kind of beer, yeah, because you can have this with all these picnic types that type things. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's really interesting. It's not at all what I expected it to be. Same. I'm enjoying this a lot. I'm glad that it came in a six pack. Do you not get the rye note though? Do you not get that like little bit of rye at the beginning? I don't think I do. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm still getting it. I'm, I'm usually the- kind of on there, like on the same level with you as far as um, the like grain, and grains stuff? and malts go. Yeah. Even toward the end when the smells usually get a little stronger, mm-hmm. it just kind of smells like I can tell that there's beer As it's beer coming in down my, to like yeah. room temperature. I can tell there's beer in my glass, mm-hmm. but it's still not even as strong as like if you had a Bud Light in their glass or a Coors Light or yeah. something like that. Like it smells even lighter than that. 
well, but this it's is, not this like isn't as it. malty as Bud Light or Coors. Oh, that's true. So maybe the lack of malts stifles the smell, or just doesn't enhance it. Possibly, possibly. I mean, it's not a big deal. No, beer's not a wine, so. <laughs> It's interesting to try to pick apart the taste with the the smell because sometimes you can get the other flavors of the smell. Yeah, sometimes the the aroma like doesn't match up with the tastes. I mean, you can the one thing you can smell when you really put it next to your nose is there's Sabra hops in there. Agreed. They need to be used more often. The first time I the I think the first time. The first time that I knew we had them was, I think it's in Feeling Juicy at Dockside. I think you're right, but I don't know if that's the first time we had them, but maybe. This is the first time I knew I had them. Okay. The lingering flavor on the palate is like this bready doughiness. Yeah. But not like in a in a malt kind of way, like just like in a... Doughy. <laughs> Earthy, doughy kind of way, like some kind of artisanal pizza bread dough or something <laughs> like that. Oh man, you're making me regret not getting the pizza dough from Trader Joe's that I was like fifty fifty on <gasps> getting yesterday. We could have had pizza. I used to love making those Trader Joe's pizzas. Well, we can do it again. We just gotta plan it out. I'm mad at you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I did get two new frozen pizzas, though. Ooh. <laughs> Save it for after the cast. They okay. don't care about our grocery shop. That's shopping. true. That's true. <laughs> it's so interesting. This is so different. It's so good. It it's is so, so like good. exactly what the show is supposed to be for is finding new and interesting. Well, not, I mean, it's about drinking beer. Yeah, <laughs> but it's always the main goal, at least for me, is like trying to find new, find something new and interesting and unique. Yeah, and this is definitely very new and different and unique because it's it's not what you think. You drink Hop Horizon and you have a flavor in your mouth. Like I had mm-hmm. a flavor in my mouth thinking about this beer earlier today. Honestly, I was thinking something along the lines of of, of kitchen sink that you were just talking about. Oh, see, no, I was not thinking about that. I was thinking more along the lines of uh, Victory's Hop Devil kind of thing. Super hoppy, super bitter. Like, hey, here's a ton of hops. Here you go. But it's neither of those two things. No, it's not. Not even close. It's not. It's yeah. I can't think of a beer this is really close to. Which is cool. Yeah. It's vegetal and bready and refreshing a little sweet a tiny bit sweet maybe to counteract the fact that there's any bitterness at all Mm -hmm. i think that's what the sabro does is it just balances out the citra and mosaic that's gotta fight them somehow Mm -hmm. because mosaic is just citra on steroids Mm -hmm. so you just get (laughs) you just get both the same things you just get Hey, we put Citra and then to double it up, hops. we put double four hops. times the hops. Anti-hops. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's why that 
bubblegum is in there to slap the citrus down. It's like one big you wad You sit of the fuck already, down, yeah. citrus. What I'm picturing is an already chewed piece of bubblegum, like just cartoonishly slapping a bunch of lemons <laughs> in the face. Like, sit your ass down. You ain't going nowhere to the boss says so. Who's the boss? The rain nun. <laughs> It's just so good and so fresh and refreshing. This reminds me of, you know, they talk about a hop farm at harvest or whatever time. And, and I don't know that, but I have been to Kent Falls, which you were mm-hmm. not. <laughs> mm. Guess what beer we're doing in two weeks. I saw on the floor that there was <laughs> Kent Falls. Um, but Kent Falls was a hop farm. And this is mm-hmm. exactly like I would. You know, Pennsylvania's a little far away. It's not crazy far, but it's a drive. It is a drive. Um, I can see drinking this out in Kent Falls barn because oh, their tap yeah. room's a little barn, and you walk out into a field from the pictures the that you things. showed yeah. me. A hundred percent. This is exactly what I would I would imagine like would be one of their big selling beers, mm-hmm. and I think that's really really cool. Uh, yeah. So the can the the bottle. The bottle. Which it's nice to see bottles. I know bottles can't be re- glass can't be recycled as much as aluminum. Glass can only There's be recycled three or four times, and aluminum can be recycled as nauseum till the end of time. But goddamn, I love glass bottles. <laughs> so, like we said, it's slender. It's this. It's nice, like slight curve into the neck of the bottle. It doesn't have like this sudden like shift into it. Can I just say, it's sexy. It's a sexy bottle. It really is. Yeah, that's the best description. <laughs> it's a sexy looking bottle. It's a regular, you know, 12 ounce bottle. Nothing crazy. Just that sexy lines that just curve into it. Just like this slight. Oh, we're going to the neck now. Uh, and like Elise said before, it's embossed. So it says. Handcrafted by Trogues. Handcrafted by the Trogues Bros. Trogues Bros. Trogues Bros. Uh, and that's on two sides of the neck. That's really cool. I always like when the glasses definitely like specialize. And then you get the wrapper label. You got the Trogues label up top on the, the wraparound, um, which is kind of uneven, which is nice and kind of curved. The Trogues logo, though, is around what looks like almost like a guitar pick. Yep. That's what I was literally just going to say. You're in my brain. I know. <laughs> uh, Trogues, by the way, is capital T, capital R. Lowercase O with an umlaut over it. Umlaut. Capital E-G-S. Uh, and it's always like handwritten looking. Independent brewing. And then it's just white. It's all white other than that black guitar pick. The rest of the logo. The the cap which we tore off is also white with trogues on the top of it. No, I tore it off. You, you tore it off. You popped, I popped it, it off. Cleanly. <laughs> um, and then on the main logo, you've got this kind of like Rorschach painting. Of green coming down, and where the green is, there's hops, and where the white is, is just white. Hey, kind of like tearing through. You finished it before me. That's because I'm glass talking. club. Otherwise, I'd be done. Uh, and then Hop Horizon has this nice kind of sharp font, kind of like slightly curved, almost like a movie poster, I guess. IPA India Pale Ale on the bottom is done like the Trogues font. On the left, you've got the government warning and all that kind of good stuff. And on the right, you've got like a description. Alcohol by volume, 6.5%. Serve in a tumbler. I think I mentioned this last time. 
it's nice that they tell you the glass it's served yes, in. That, yes. That's really another like thing that, that I really appreciate. Uh, and then you've got hops, Citra, Mosaic, and Sabro, which is nice because they don't always tell you. Grain, which is definitely they don't ever tell you. Pilsner, Munich, Pale, Oats, Wheat. 12%, or no, 12 fluid ounces. And then they've got a little description, which I think is exactly what Elise said. Ever smelled a hop field in full bloom? Hop Horizon is your shortcut to where the sky meets the binds. A blend of pale malts, wheat, and oat layers down a base of gentle grain. Then a combination of citrus mosaic and sabro hops unleashes juicy waves of sweet citrus and bubblegum with a punch of tropical fruit. And they have a freshest buy, which is June 2nd, 2022. So you only have three short months to drink this beer. But I guess all those descriptions kind of work. Sweet yeah. citrus, bubblegum, and tropical fruit. Because when I think about it, I feel like those three flavors in and of themselves would are strong flavors that mm-hmm. really do kind of cancel themselves out. Yeah. Like you're never going to be able to have all those flavors. So something's got to give, and I think that's what gives. I'm also now a clean glass member. Empty glass mug club. We got to workshop this. And then we'll talk about it more. I like just the empty glass club. Yeah. Just completely basically rip off uh, Babish. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a plate. We got a glass. It's different. It's different. It's so interesting. My only thing is. And I'd have to be outside, I think, on a picnic to kind of test this out. I don't know how many I could have of these, though. I feel like I could have two with food. Although but yeah, light at, and vegetal. At 6.5, it is. Eh. I don't even I, know if it's I'm, the alcohol content. It. A little bit. I think it's more the the weight. It's a little heavier than you think it would be. Yeah, that's fair. You drink it, it's light, but now that I finished a whole bottle, I'm like, oh, that's a little more oomph than Hefty I thought than it would I, be. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I'm not quite as starving as I was for dinner before. <laughs> that's a good uh, point. But it is good. It is vegetal. It is a perfect beer for outside. Yes. Like this beer was made to be outside with the wind hitting you, sun in your eyes kind of a thing. Mm. Nice picture. I want that. (laughs) We're close, baby. We're close. (sighs) Getting there. It's just taking a little longer because Punxsutawney Phil died right before he could see the shadow. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So now we're living his nightmare. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. That's all I got. Well, I guess that's all I got, too. Shit. (laughs) So I guess thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandwhenopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackandwhenopen or shoot us an email at crackandwhenopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions because we always want to hear from you. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. What else you got to plug? Uh, well, I got a couple things. First off, I'd like to say that you bought me a special beer the other day, mm-hmm. a special Guinness beer, which was like a mint uh, Guinness 
for St. Patrick's Day, right? Yeah. So aged in bourbon barrels. Aged in bourbon barrels. So uh I'll either do it on the next episode or I might talk about it on the next episode, but you'll definitely see something on Instagram about it probably when I drink it. Yeah. Because uh, I definitely do want to do a review on it. And it is St. Patrick's Day. When we're tomorrow. recording this, it's the day before. Tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day. Uh, and Elise and I always do a bar crawl in our our hometown. Mm-hmm. And we kind of go around our, uh, it's called The Green. And we kind of go around, which appropriately named, by the way. Yes. <laughs> uh, and we have some, you know, St. Patrick's Day food and we have some St. Patrick's Day beers and we kind of little do a little pub crawl. So we're going to do that. Yeah. So we didn't do a St. Patrick's Day episode, but I do want to do a little update on that beer. Definitely. Yeah. And other things I got, I got Forgotten Cinema podcast. I do my buddy Mike Field. There were two guys who talk about films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with audiences in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie. Maybe don't love about it, but we always recommend you revisit it. You never know, you might find your own Forgotten Gem. Forgotten Cinema is available wherever podcasts are available or on ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com or ForgottenEntertainment.com, which is where you can also find our podcast because we're all part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. While you're there, check out all the other great podcasts and videos we have to offer. Uh, And then uh, I got audiobooks on Audible.com or Audible or Amazon.com. I don't know. Amazon owns Audible. You can find me. I'm Michael Butler. Switch Art Front and Gangsters which is like a Guy Ritchie movie. I've got The Final Girl. I've got Coffee at Midnight. I've got Progressive Entrapment. I've got uh, Sour. These are all horror books, but I've also got other books like Vacation Planet. Uh, I'm working on a couple others now. The Murder of Kelly Christopher is like a murder mystery um, done by a podcaster. Uh, Check those out. Uh, I don't write them. I just narrate them, but I do a pretty dang good job if I do say so myself. And I think Elise does too. Yes, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and yeah as I always say I don't make money on them unless you buy them that's the audible deal that I make as a voiceover artist for them Uh, most of these books are royalty share so buy my books please so I can quit my day job which stinks and that's all I got well then all right. (laughs) special thanks for our theme which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Empty Glass Club. Empty Glass Club. Hop Horizon IPA by Trogues. Nice. Again, Trogues has not let us down. Yeah. Knocked it out of the park every single time. Woo! (laughs) 